Welcome to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart podcast, where healthcare meets business, with your host, me, Dr. Karen Litzy. And just as a reminder, the information in this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and is not to be used as personalized medical advice. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Dr. Karen Litzy, owner of Karen Litzy Physical Therapy, located in the heart of New York City. And in today's episode, we are talking about breathwork. And I know what some of you may be thinking, breathwork, like, don't we just breathe automatically? Well, that is the first thing that my guest and I talk about today is why do we need guided breathwork when we do it automatically. Our body just breathes for us. So to help us through today's episode, I'm really happy to have breathwork instructor, John Paul Crimi. Originally from Boston in his early 20s, John Paul moved to Los Angeles and quickly became one of the most sought after celebrity trainers and sober coaches in the country. Unexpectedly, he found himself in a breathwork class and had a massive transformation that first time. Knowing he had to share this technique, he not only began teaching breathwork, but developed his own unique style and quickly began selling out breathwork classes all over Los Angeles. So yes, we talk about his classes. Yes, he has a special gift for everyone. So you have to wait until the end of the episode to get that special gift. Um, and it was a really great conversation. I was definitely skeptical going in and I was really, really encouraged to know that John Paul was skeptical at first too. Um, but, uh, it's a great episode. You guys, you'll learn a little bit more about breath work, why it's important and why it's more than just what our bodies do automatically. So to enjoy today's episode. Hey, John Paul, welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy to have you on to talk about breath work. So thank you for coming. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here today. Cool. And everyone can probably hear that I look set might sound a little different than I normally do. So please excuse the voice. Um, I'm coming off a little laryngitis, but no worries. We are moving forward here. So John Paul, we are today talking about breath work. So a question when I bring this up to patients yep. and something that you may hear all the time is, why do I need to learn how to breathe? Doesn't my body just do that automatically? So what is your answer to that very, yeah. I'm sure, common question? It's a great question. And, and, you know, breathing is one of the things that we both do unconsciously and we can do it consciously as well. Um, and so when I, when you hear the term breath work, that's an umbrella term. It's like saying fitness. Yeah, I do fitness, right? Okay. You do fitness. Great. What do you do? Do you do soul cycle? Do you do, you know, CrossFit? Like what kind of fitness do you do? So, cause there's so many different types of breath work out there. And so I do a very specific type of breath work called circular breath work or conscious connected breathing. That is the purpose of it is to clear out stuck emotions. So stress, anxiety, grief, trauma that's passed on to us, right? I always say to my people in my classes, I say that science is kind of proven now that trauma is passed on to us through the DNA. That's That's been proven in, in several different ways in science. So you thought you were screwed up because of your parents and you were right. It is your parents' fault, right? But it's the, their parents' fault and their parents' fault. And so if, you know, trauma can be passed on, so can healing maybe, right? And so breathing in this way, when we make the unconscious conscious, it changes things. And I thought breath work was the stupidest thing I'd ever heard. I'm from Boston originally, right? <laughs> like your life, don't blame your life on Mercury and retrograde. Your life's a mess because you made it that way. Stop blaming it on the moon cycles, right? Uh -huh. I, I'm not woo-woo or new agey or any of that shit. 
So when I when, can I, I can swear on here, right? Yes. I will try <laughs> to be good. I'm trying to be good. I've got small children, but it's still the Boston in me you're, comes you're out. An Ital- you're an Italian man from Boston. We get it. <laughs> yeah, I'm Irish, Scottish, and Italian, which means I like to drink a lot. I don't want to pay for it, and then I want to start a fight. And <laughs> I'm also from Boston, which means the same things. But all those things are all those things are gone for me now. I don't do any of those things. But so when breathwork was suggested to me from two different people who didn't know each other. And I went, Oh my God, two people say the same thing. Like maybe I should check it out. Maybe there's something here. And I thought so dumb. I'm going to go to a class and I'm going to pay someone to show me how to breathe. I know how to breathe. I'm a personal trainer. And what I didn't know is a, I wasn't breathing into my diaphragm because I've been trying to keep my abs so tight and look good for so long as a personal trainer. Right. And B, um, there's something incredible that can happen to you during this breath work. And it's immediate and it's undeniable in the first class or the first session that happens. So you don't have to believe it's not some woo thing. You have to be like, oh yeah, I think I felt something. It's like people come up to me, the most common, there's two most common responses after a class are what the fuck just happened? What was that? Like they're shocked. They cannot believe what they just went through. And the other thing is, oh my God, that felt like 20 years of therapy without having to say a word. So if you can feel like you just had 20 years of therapy in an hour, pretty incredible experience. And what, so people's mentioned breath work to you, but what got you into being a teacher of breath work? Yeah, good, good question. So I went to the class and it was woo woo and it was new agey. And I was like, oh, what is this fresh hell that I have walked into? Like, this is not for me. These are not my people. And I don't want to be here. And I laid down and I did the breathing and it was really hard for me to breathe into my diaphragm. And I had this massive emotional release and it felt like 20 years of therapy. It felt like I had been, I let go of so much shit. And I came home from that class and my wife looked at me and she's like, oh my God, you look like a different person. And I said, I feel like a different person. So I started doing it every day on my own. And I started having these incredible experiences on my own at home. And my clients at the time, I was like a celebrity personal trainer, clients, friends, people around me were like, dude, are you medicated all of a sudden? Like, why are you so happy? Why why are you like so present and happy and loving? Like, I don't, who the fuck is this guy? Are you drinking again? Are you on drugs? Like, what, are you taking ecstasy? What's going on? They could not believe the way I was acting. So, so how were you before? Well, okay, so before because this, this is a big reaction for people to be like, what why are you so like happy? So what yeah. happened before? Well, I wasn't completely miserable, but you know, there was a lot of stuff that I didn't realize was trapped inside of me. You know, I um I was sober, I've been sober 23 years now. And at the time Congratulations. Thank you. At the time, I think it was 10 or 11 years sober. And Um, I had gotten really close to a lot of big successful things in Hollywood and that fallen apart. And I had been, I had a movie stolen from me and made and all these kind of things that happened to me. And you put that stuff inside of here, you put grief and anger and despair and trauma. And like you get on the 405 freeway in Los Angeles and it's a fucking time bomb. Right. And so I would react to situations and didn't even realize I was reacting to situations, you know? I, I could almost be that guy in Starbucks where like the guy doesn't know what he wants at the front of the line. Like we've been standing in line for 20 minutes. You don't know what you want. You know what I mean? The, the yeah, menu yeah, is the yeah. same all over the world. Get out of the line, get to the back of the line. Right. So that's, that was me. And, um, and, and I just did this thing and it shifted something inside of me. It changed something inside of me. And it was really noticeable to the people around me. 
And I was kind of embarrassed, to be honest. I was like, I'm doing this weird breathing thing. And they're like, what is it? I'm like, I don't know. It's this weird technique. And you breathe on the floor. And they were like, some of my clients were like, show me. And I was like, all right, we'll do a session. So I laid them down and I took them to a session, even though I wasn't qualified really totally yet. And I did tons of trainings after this, but I saw them have an experience and they came up and they were like, that was life-changing. And so I thought, I'm going to fucking learn more about this. So I went down this rabbit hole of all these different trainings and all the trainings were kind of new agey and woo woo too. And that's why I realized I had a realization. I got, God, if this is, why doesn't the world know about this? Why didn't somebody show this to me when I was 14 and I was suicidal? Like, why doesn't everybody know about breathwork? And I realized it's been kept in these new age woo woo circles and people do things with people who are like them. Right. So you lose people who might be a little more cynical, who yeah. might be more like maybe from the world I'm from, which is very much a more medical world where sure. we're like, you start I talking mean, about Jesus on. Christ, you lose half the room in- immediately. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. It depends on the yeah. room. It depends on the room. But like, so, but like, or you start talking about, you know, the moon and the, the, the unicorns and all the thing and your spirit ancestors, you lose a lot of the room. Like if you I did a, that in a room full of medical people, I would lose the room. Right. You get so, a big eye roll like, oh, this guy. Come totally. on. But I can quote scientific studies that talk about uh, how traumas pass through the DNA, that they did studies on mice where they shocked them and did the cherry blossom spray and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, they, you know, children, great grandchildren of Holocaust survivors are born right. with higher cortisol levels, things like this. Right. So um, I had a realization. I thought if somebody had a, a little more scientific approach, but also had like a funny East Coast, edgy, no nonsense way about it that they could have a lot more people do this. Like a lot more people would get this experience. And it took a couple of years, but I was right. Sure enough, my classes became sold out in Los Angeles. And, you know, I do classes here in Bend, Oregon, where I live. There are 350 people in a small town. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. And I teach it in a way that's not new agey. That's not woo-woo. I break it down. I really set people up for the experience and prepare them properly because a lot of weird stuff can happen in this breathwork. And people just aren't prepared. Because you think like, I'm just breathing. I'm breathing right now. How is this going to do anything? Right. Here's the thing. When you breathe more intensely, when you pick up the pace of the breathing and you breathe through the mouth, you're breathing in the sympathetic nervous system, it changes what's going on. So okay. it's a different experience. How does this, how is this different from med- meditation? Like doing a guided meditation? Yeah. When I do guided meditation, my head just tries to give me little stories and comes up and you're just sitting there. This is like a workout. This is like a workout. You lay there and you breathe in this intense pattern that I show you in this intense way that I show you for about 30 minutes. And there's this incredible thing that can happen. It's called transient hypofrontality. Part of your prefrontal cortex can, I don't want to say turn off, but like kind of quiet down. It brings it down and you get more into your your base mind. And so it turns off that ego. It turns off that uh, critic that is always telling you, you're not good enough, Karen. You know, like, John Paul, you're not thin enough. You're not rich enough. You're not smart enough. You're not hairy enough. In some way, I'm not enough, right? And the first time I ever did breath work was the first time I ever felt like I was enough. Hmm. So to feel that, to feel that, 
And people let go of like lifelong traumas in these things, in these classes, in these sessions. It's incredible. And so weird shit happens in the body. Some people get cold. Some people get hot and sweaty. Like your hands can cramp up like this. And it's like, it can, it can cause a lot of sensations to happen in your body. And I believe my personal theory, there's not enough science out there yet. They're doing studies now. But um, my personal theory is that the traumas that we have are stored in our sympathetic nervous system fight or flight. And mm-hmm. when we breathe, when we lay down and we breathe in this way in purposely into the sympathetic nervous system that it accesses those. So animals like a rabbit has a mechanism by which it clears the fear and the trauma out of its body. If it gets chased, it will shake afterwards mm. to clear that trauma out, to clear that. So animals have that mechanism. So this is kind of like our mechanism to clear all this stuff out. And that kind of leads into, I think you answered it a little bit, but let's go a little bit deeper into what are the real benefits of breath work? Yeah, they're massive. So anywhere from, you know, health benefits of people with, um, uh, God, what my brain's just shut off for a second there. Um, digestive issues, right? Mm-hmm. 70% of digestion is done to respiration. So immediately digestive issues get better. I've seen people with back pain, with neck pain, with shoulder pain, certain health issues get better because so much, so many health issues are because of our emotions, right? So emotions, there's a, uh, Takosubo. It's a Japanese word for broken hearted syndrome, cardiomyopathy. Have you ever heard of this? Sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So the shape of your heart can change. The physical shape of your heart can change from having a broken heart, from being so sad, from being so heartbroken. And then it can actually get better from love. Right. So the physical shape of our heart can be changed negatively or positively from our emotions. No, now people aren't doubting still that that heart attacks and cancers and different health issues are caused by stress, are they? Stress, anxiety, all this kind of things. So if you can find a mechanism, a, a, a tool by which to clear out that stress, then that's going to shift so much for you. That's going to change so much for you. Right. In one session, if you can clear out all your stress, all your anxiety, all your stuff, what's possible? And the other thing is that people let their fears and their insecurities stop them from doing what they want to do. Sure. And when, when you do this work, you clear out those fears, you clear out those insecurities. I've seen some relationships end as a result of this work too, because the truth- Is that the, a good thing? I think so. Uh-huh. Because Well, here's why. The truth of the matter is the only reason we ever let anybody treat us poorly is because we feel like we deserve it. Mm. Right? Right. You won't put up with- if you, you wouldn't put up with someone treating you bad if you didn't think you deserved it on some level. Mm-hmm. So when you do this kind of work, when you show up and do the hard work for yourself and start taking care of yourself in a different way, you start going, I deserve more. I'm here showing up for myself. I'm doing the work on myself. And if other people aren't going to show up for you in that same way, then you'll get rid of them in your life. Yeah. So it and- shifts relationships. It shifts the relationship to yourself. The longest, most important relationship you're ever going to have is the one with yourself. Mm -hmm. So if you change that, you change your other relationships. If you work on that relationship first, all the relationships around you change. So that's what happened to me. Like all my relationships changed. Everything changed around me. My relationship to my wife, my relationship to my friends, my business relationships, everything changed. And for me, a guy who had a lot of stuff, a lot of trauma, a lot of anxiety, a lot of um, grief, 
I was reacting and I didn't realize I was reacting. It was like just right. unconsciously reacting to everything. And now I don't react the same anymore. Is that because you feel like you're a little calmer or? It's because little, I don't have the stuff. More contemplative. Well, here's the thing. Most people who are reacting, especially mm -hmm. like very reactive, that reaction isn't coming from the situation. It's coming from something right. else. It's coming right. from the past, right? It's a buildup of like, you've crossed the line here, buddy. And it's like, how many times have you seen someone overreact for a situation? So, uh, so many times. Right. Well, that's because that's a buildup of all this other shit. Mm -hmm. That's stored inside of them. And they're totally blowing up at this situation, but it's not even really about that situation. It's all the shit that's built up in their fucking nervous system that they need to clear out. So when you do this type of breath work, you clear out this stuff out of your nervous system and you're not as reactionary out in the world. Mm -hmm. it's yeah. now, now I'm dealing real time with a real, uh, a sizable, a, an appropriate reaction to the appropriate situation. Not an outsized reaction. Right. Right, right. No, that so that's been the big sense. shift in me, you know, mm -hmm. and the, and it's the same in relationships. You know, people are dragging their past into a relationship, into a business relationship. And so you're already like reacting like, oh, my God, this person's doing this. And it reminded you of this, this and this other person. Well, because and, that's all we have to go off of. Right. Right. But that's not it's a different person in front of you. And it's right. a different situation, right. but it's triggering an old situation. Totally. So the breath work will clear out those triggers. So interesting. And, you know, I want to jump back to a lot because a lot of people who listen to this podcast are healthcare workers, physical therapists, fitness Great. instructors, things like that. And as you were talking about pain, I just want to remind everyone the definition of pain from the International, International Association from, for the Study of Pain is that uh, pain is defined as an unpleasant sensory and emotional experience associated with actual or potential tissue damage. It is not just a physical sensation. It is influenced by attitudes, beliefs, personality, social factors, and can affect emotional and mental well-being. So when I work with people who are in pain, especially people with you know complex pain disorders or chronic pain, we don't just treat low back pain. Yep. We have to look at this person from a biopsychosocial uh, frame of mind and say, well, yeah, maybe they did do something that triggered back pain, but we have to figure out all these different layers that are added to this cup that made it overflow. And one of them is that emotional part, because we know that pain affects the amygdala, which is our kind of emotional, mm -hmm. a more primal part of our brain. Yeah. Um, so what you're saying really resonates with, you know, that aspect of pain because it's physical and emotional. And it doesn't mean that it's all in your head and it doesn't mean you're crazy. Right. But it becomes part of our story and that's where it can be a problem too. Right. So like you may, it may, the pain may have originated from an accident or something like that. Right. It may right. not have originated from an emotional thing, but now I've got back pain and I can't do that. I've got back pain and I've got back pain. And I keep saying, I've got back pain and your body, your mind is very powerful and it kind of has to make that true and keep that alive. Mm-hmm. So if you keep saying that all the time, you kind of keep that alive. And I know that's a little out there, a little woo-woo and a little new agey, but there are things, you know, that that there is some scientific studies out there that show like that our belief system, that our body is 
determined by our belief system. And that goes back to the brokenhearted syndrome. I have alopecia, right? Alopecia, I've had it for 25 years now, um, is, you know, they think it's brought on by trauma or stress, right? So I tell people, I'm like, if you don't think your emotions can affect your physical health and go find my eyebrows, they're gone, right? <laughs> so that's, you know, that's the thing. And so your emotions can absolutely affect your health. And and we are just rampant with autoimmune disorders now, right? And mm-hmm. autoimmune disorders, where are they coming from? Are they coming from the food? Are they coming from stress? Are they coming from all of it, right? So um, this breath work, I don't think it's the end all be all. I don't think it's the final solution, but it's the most powerful tool that I've ever encountered. Right. And I, I will keep teaching it until I find something better. And right. it, it's- it's also growing incredibly fast. it's growing incredibly fast because if you can have somebody come in and do one session or one class and they go they leave there like that was life changing they feel like it was they literally say that it's the most common statement it's like that was life changing that was mm-hmm. 20 years of therapy and then what happens they go tell all their friends and family about it and now right. they brought five people to my next class right and so that's what's happening in my classes. And now in my, that's why I'm training people. Like I have these trainings that I do. I have my trainings online. You can do them online at your own pace and your own time, or you can come in person for a four day certification course. And I teach you how to take other people through. So like the people you were talking about, I've got physical therapists going through, I've got MDs going through, I've got sure. psychotherapists, I've got doctors, I've got all these medical professionals who are coming to me for trainings now, tra- personal trainers, yoga teachers. Because this tool is incredible in one session. You know, yoga is great. Meditation is great. They both take a really long time. And Mm -hmm. a lot of people are like, I can't, I don't have the body type for yoga. I don't like yoga. I don't like meditation. I couldn't meditate to save my life. I tried. Right. And and then it's, I think you hit on it. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like to do this. So if you don't like to do something and someone's constantly pushed, well, you you have to, because it's going to help. Do you really yeah. think it's going to help if the person is loathing every minute of a yoga class or a Pilates or yeah. or meditation? Like, I don't think it's going to do the job you think it is. So it's nice to have, like you said, it's not the end all be all, but it's another tool that right. you can use to add to your plan of care or to add to your life if you're doing this as an individual or if you're doing this, like you said, you have MDs and psychologists and PTs and yeah, and I have people that have you know a knee problem, a back problem. They're 400 pounds that can't go to a yoga class, but you know what? They can come and lay down. You lay down flat. I should probably start with that. You're not even sitting up like a meditation. So you mm-hmm. if you have a bad back and you're like, I can't, my back. Like yeah, lay down fucking flat. That's how I do my class. You lay down flat, so anybody can lay down flat and breathe, mm-hmm. and that's the beauty of it. So there's a much bigger a swath of people that you're going to get that you can hit. Now, is it hard? Yeah, it's a little uncomfortable at first. Your brain doesn't want you to turn it off. It doesn't want you to do that transient hypofrontality thing. So your brain fights you when you start doing this and it starts to try and trick you and starts to go, I don't like it. It's weird. I feel dizzy. I'm going to pass out. And you're, and I'm there coaching like Tony Robbins style. I'm going, come on, cut the shit. You've done harder stuff in your life than lay on the floor and breathe. You can do this. You can do anything. And it will give up after the breathing session is about 28 minutes, but your brain will quit after about 10 minutes. It'll stop fighting you. It's like going to the gym and getting on the treadmill the first 10 minutes. You're like, I don't like yeah, it. It's it weird. Yeah, it stinks. But you get <laughs> through that and you, and it's, it's a little bit like a trip, like a, you know, 
And so you get through that break point and then you're good. And then I'm coaching you the whole time. And then we let out a massive yell at the very end, which is very cathartic. Like when in life do we yell unless shit has gone really wrong, right? Right. I, so, I can say maybe not ever. Yeah. And, and it's funny because I feel like men need permission to cry. And this is a generalization. And women need permission to yell because mm-hmm. uh, that's what I've seen in my classes for over the last decade. And I try to try to give permission to both, right? To do both. And so it's really powerful in that way. And I think the statistics are 70% of America is on, is on one prescription medication and 50% is on two. And I don't have a problem with prescription medication, but I think that here's my take on it is that it just turns off the alarm. It doesn't put out the fire. So the fire is still burning and you want to address the core issues. So if you've got anxiety, if you've got stress, if you've got depression and you're just taking medication for it, it's like, you're never getting to the core issue. So this thing will actually get to the core issue. I cannot tell you, and this is not a promise, but this is just what I've seen. I've seen a lot of people get off their medications coming to breath work a lot. Yeah. And no one, it's funny. I just, because of my voice situation that's happening. And this is because of the smoke last week in New York City. No, you're in Portland. You're used to that kind of stuff. Us East Coasters are not used to yellow skies and orange days and all that. Um, But I had to go to my doctor and he was like, well, you're not on any medications. I was like, I'm not. But he did put me on one medication to help get my voice back, which worked. But Mm -hmm. I am normally not someone who takes any kind of you know, prescription medication on a regular basis. Yeah. And I do realize that that is rare. And even my own doctor was like, hmm, okay. I know they're shocked. I don't either. And and they, they're shocked when you fill out the form and there's nothing on it. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm actually in Bend, Oregon, which is a lot different than Portland. It's kind of a different, oh, I'm sorry. That's Bend, all right. It's yeah. central Oregon. It's this different, it's a different vibe, different place, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't take anything either. In fact, um, they wanted me to go on something for my thyroid and with the Hashimoto's, my father has Hashimoto's, my grandfather had it. Right. And I, you know, I, I already know, like I had it, I had an issue before and I went on a certain diet and everything, the antibodies went away and the thyroid got better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also seeing there's a bunch of, there's some research out there with cold plunging and healing Hashimoto's, right? Cold plunge therapy, cold mm-hmm. therapy, contrast therapy. So I'm going to try all those routes first before I try a medication with side effects that may be as bad as the thyroid problem itself. Right, right. (laughs) And, you know, I always look at things and we can probably look at breath work in the same way is you've got that spectrum of harm versus help. Yes. Right. Well, the side effects... The side effects of some of these medications are like rectal bleeding, right? And I'll tell people, I'll go, hey, why don't you try and lay down on the floor and breathe for this for this issue, for whatever. And they're like, no, no, I don't want to try that. That's too weird. I'll just take this medication over here that makes me bleed out of my ass. <laughs> That's okay. That's fine. They're fine with taking the medication, but they don't want right. to lay down and try some breathing. And I'm like- right. That's so funny. And actually, before, as we start to wrap things up, another question, because you just said, as we were talking about help versus harm and that continuum, what are side effects of of the type of breath work that you do? Are there any sort of really detrimental side effects that you have experienced yourself or you have seen through your years of teaching? 
not detrimental. I've only seen positive things. There are some contraindications that are on, you know, listed like anything with, you know, glaucoma and high blood pressure. And uh-huh. I, those contraindications come from a little, a, another form of breathwork that's a little more intense, but because we live in the most litigious society in the world, you have to cover yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I have a contraindication list. I have never, um, there are zero reported incidences of anything bad happening during this type of breath work. Right. And I've, I've never had anything bad happen. I've seen people freak themselves out in my class because I told them that this could happen to your hands, that your hands could cramp up. And I told them that this could happen and they could get, you know, tetany or a tight jaw or all this stuff. And they didn't believe me. And then it happens to them in the class. And then they like raise their claw up. And I'm like, I go over and I'm like, what? And they're like, no. And I'm like, I told you this was going to happen. Did you not think it was going to happen to you for some reason? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you're pushing the exhale too hard. Close your mouth, take some breaths through your nose, and you're fine. We're not in the jungle doing ayahuasca, puking into a bucket. You get to control this ride. That's the beauty of breath work. Like a lot of people are going to these psychedelics now, right? And plant medicines, and that's like the new craze. Mm-hmm. And, and so I get that a lot. And I have nothing against that stuff, but the, people ask me, like, what do you think of this? I go, well, I can't take ayahuasca on a Tuesday afternoon. Right. When I got to go pick up my kids at school or I'm having a fight with my wife, but I can lay down and breathe for 15 minutes and then come up and go apologize to my wife. I have a shirt that says I'm sorry for what I said before breath work because I that's the beauty of it. Like I'll breathe and then I'll be like, oh, that was so stupid, so important. Mm -hmm. And it gets you to the heart. We're up in our heads all the time and the breath work turns off the head, the brain and moves you into your heart. And in your heart is what really matters, what's really important. And unfortunately, most people don't get there without like some health issue or something traumatic happening to mm-hmm. them. But mm-hmm. breathwork will do that to you. It will put you into that place, you know, and with breathwork, the power is within you. It's within yourself. With the, with the plant medicines, the power is within the plant medicine. Right. Right. Or the powers within the medication, right? Again, right. it's something outside of yourself. You're looking for something outside of yourself to fix yourself. What if it was something that you could try to fix you? And the key, I think, is having an open mind. If you can have an open mind and try something different, it may just change the course of your life. And that's Mm -hmm. what it took for me. Like, I thought it was stupid, but I was like, all right, I'm going to be open-minded enough to try something different. What's the worst outcome here? I wasted 30 bucks on a class, you know? Right, right. And so that's what I thought. And I did it and it was life-changing and it changed the course of my life. That's wonderful. And I was just going to ask you like, hey, as we wrap things up, what do you really want people to take away from our conversation? And I feel like you just said it, but (laughs) I'll ask the question anyway. So what do you feel like? What are the big takeaways that you want people to walk away with? Sure. My big takeaway is kind of like, if you do what's easy all the time, then life gets hard. But if you show up and do what's hard, life gets easy. And it's not that hard. Your brain just makes it hard. So if you want to change, everybody wants to change some area of their life, then you have to be willing to show up and try something different to create the change. And you're worth it. You're worth it. But you have to believe that you're worth it. Beautiful. Beautiful. And I that definitely got me. That's what that's what the little pause was for. I was like, I need to take a breath. <laughs> but yes, that's I I love that. Thank you so much. You're and welcome. Now, um, where can people find you? Where can mm-hmm. they find your 
classes if they want to take them? Where can sure. they find your classes if they want to learn how to be a breathwork practitioner? Give us all the details. All of it. So I have two websites and one of them is for the courses, the online courses, which is breathworktechertraining.com. But my main website is Breathe with JP, B-R-E-A-T-H-E with JP. People forget the E, they do breath with JP. So it's Breathe with JP. But I think even if you put in breath with JP, you'd end up there. And I have a class online on Zoom every Sunday at 9 a.m. East Coast time, it's 12 p.m., right? Noon. And if you can't make that class as a 72-hour replay that people from all over the world do the replay because they're in different mm-hmm. time zones. So I do that class every Sunday. I do classes sometimes in person in Los Angeles, here in Bend, Oregon. Um, and my trainings are online, but also in person. So I have a training coming up in July in Denver, Colorado. And I think there's a few spots left in that. that sold, all, all the trainings have sold out for the last seven years, which is amazing. So um I have a training in Denver, Colorado in July that's on the website. So if you're interested in that, you get a certification at the end of the four days and people come out of that. They're like, this is the best thing I've ever done for myself. Cause I make, I make them do a lot of transformational work in the training and mm-hmm. I teach them how to take other people through the work. So it's both, it's both sides of it. Right. Right. Well, it sounds amazing. And just so everyone listening on whatever platform you're listening on podcast platform, if you go into the notes section we will have links to everything, links to both websites. So anything you need will be on whatever platform you are listening on right now. Awesome. Cool. Awesome. And okay. I have a discount on my yeah. Sunday. Oh, five. perfect. It's $10 off. So it's $19 to try the class. Everybody likes a deal, but yes. you have to pay something because if you don't pay, you don't pay attention. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And um, where can people find like, what it, do you have a code to share or a discount code? And- I can create a code for your podcast listeners. Why don't we do that? Perfect. Perfect. Right. And then you can put yeah. that link on there and we'll give everybody 10 bucks off to come try the class. Perfect. I like a deal. Everybody likes a deal, but you everybody have to have some skin like in- a deal. You have to have some skin in the game or you'll just be like, ah, uh, I'm not going to do it. As soon as it gets Whatever. uncomfortable or hard, you quit. Right. Yeah. yeah but if, totally. you, if you have a little bit of money invested, you know, you're going to do it. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. And we'll have that code on whatever platform you're listening on as well in the show notes. And if you're watching on YouTube, also in the show notes underneath this video. So last question, it's one I ask everyone, it's knowing where you are now in your life and in your career, what advice would you give to your around 20-ish year old self? We don't have to be that precise, but you get the idea. Yeah. Uh, Well, 20s was a hard age for me. So I would say stop, stop drinking so much and um, just be a little kinder, be a little more gentler mm-hmm. to yourself, you know? And so, yeah, I would say be kinder, be more loving, you know, stop being so hard on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's beautiful advice for everyone because I feel like we are all always our harshest critics. Yeah. No one's going to be harsher on yourself than you are. Yeah. And it's, it, you know, that's one of the things I've gotten out of this breath work is like, I'm still going to make mistakes. I make mistakes all the time, almost daily still. I'm not going to not make mistakes, but guess what the shift is? The shift is like, I don't have to beat myself up as much when I make those mistakes. And so if you can make that shift in your life, what a game changer that is. Yeah. Yeah. Beautifully said. I think it would um, make a lot of people a lot happier. Certainly. Yeah. Um, well, 
Thank you so much for coming on. Again, if you want more information, it's breathe, B-R-E-A-T-H-E, with J-P, that's the letter J, the letter P, dot com. So, John Paul, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This was thanks wonderful. Thanks for having thank me. You. It was amazing. Thank you so much. And everyone, thanks so much for listening. Have a great couple of days and stay healthy, wealthy, and smart. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to leave us your questions and comments at podcast.healthywealthysmart.com.